Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. So we are joining you guys today, actually, from uh, Anchor, which is just our app that we use to record remotely when we're not together. But we had a very good reason this week for uh, not recording on the mics. Maybe you want to tell them what that is. Yes, because we have a very special guest for you all today, Joseph Ally. So we have definitely mentioned Joseph before on our podcast because we love his content and his his YouTube videos have really transformed my life speaking for myself. And I know that I'm speaking for you too, Lo. Like the way that he speaks about manifestation and conscious creation is such a, such a digestible way. Whereas I know in this episode, we speak to how sometimes that content feels so resistant to people because they feel like they can't understand it, but he really, I don't, how would you describe the way that he speaks about it? I mean, I came across Joseph on YouTube when we were first launching QC Squared. So I think it was in January or February. And I, at that time, was getting really into Neville Goddard because Neville Goddard talks about um, basically the power of imagining or observing what it is that you want. And in QC Squared, we talk about the observer effect and how our minds or our thoughts basically collapse, you know, potential into reality. And so I came across a video of um, Joseph. It was Joseph's. It was actually about manifesting a specific person and using your imagination to basically create literally anything that you want. Um, And I immediately sent it to Zoe and we just started watching all of his stuff and we've kind of watched his channel grow. And uh, we used to joke about manifesting being friends with him, which is happening, Joseph, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is uh, the low Zoe and Joe show today. Yeah, (laughs) Zoe came up with. I can't believe I hadn't thought of it. But anyways, um, yeah, he just talks about it from a very experienced, but also very matter of factly place that I think I know for me, just really helped to solidify the things that I already knew. I really appreciate when people can talk about manifestation with such a like no nonsense you know, um, approach where it's just like, this is just the way that it is. Exactly. And the amount of evidence that Joseph has, and you'll, you'll hear in this episode, it's, it just helps you to believe in yourself and trust in the universe. So really, really listen to his words, because I know that's going to transform you guys. This, this episode will change your life for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we, and he talks a bit, oh, he talks quite a bit actually about the Bible and the Bible, you know, teaching manifestation. And really, I think the main theme of this episode is breaking this down to have it be easy, you guys, because it is meant, it was always meant to be easy. Right. And so the way that he teaches manifestation just takes out so much of what we struggle with it. Um, And that's what I know has really liberated me in listening to Joseph's content. And, and I think for you as well, Zoe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, so? definitely. So let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The, the Lo and Zoe, Zoe Show. We're coaches and entrepreneurs who firmly believe that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we're going to be talking everything from how to manifest more money, travel, success in business and beyond, to overcoming the blocks that are holding you back, to rewiring your brain so you can easily attract whatever it is you want the most in life. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll allow you to build the confidence you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started.
All right, everyone. So as we just shared, we have a very special guest on our podcast today, and this is Joseph Ally. So we're having the Low Zoe and Joe show coming at you today. <laughs> we are so excited to be speaking with you today, Joseph. You have changed and transformed our lives in so many different ways with all of the wonderful content that you put out on YouTube and into the world. And we're so grateful to be speaking with you today. So love it if you could introduce yourself to our audience. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. My name is Joseph Ally. I have a YouTube channel called Divine Imagination by Joseph Ally. And essentially, um, kind of my life's purpose is to teach manifesting in a way that is super clear, super succinct, succinct. <laughs> And um, in a way that is just implementable in a way that kind of I discovered it through like my testing through years, um, basically years of data, years of experimentation, because, you know, what I find is that manifestation is something that seems kind of obscured or like kind of mystical or almost to an extent nonsense to kind of the mainstream world, but it's super provable and it's anyone can do it and use it and kind of achieve anything that you want at all. And so that's kind of why um, I do what I do to kind of get that message across, you know? And uh, I mean, one thing that really spoke to me when I, cause I first stumbled across your videos somehow and immediately sent them to Zoe. Like yeah, well, it was at the beginning well. of the year. I think. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that really resonated with me that you share is that like, there are no limits, you know, like a lot of people teach, okay, you can manifest, you know, the relationship of your dreams, but don't get specific on the individual person. And you actually teach, like, if you can imagine it, you can have it. Like you are the creator of your reality. There are no limits in regards to what you can have. Yeah, I mean, and that is something that, I mean, there's a lot of different opinions, there's uh -huh. a lot of different teachers, there's a lot of different mindsets, but what I have found to be true is that, um, and it's just through experience, right? Because yeah. you can um, ultimately listen and then limit yourself based on what other people are saying, but by simply putting it to the test, I have found that I have been able to... Um, I guess you could say, I mean, I've manifested specific people before. I've had specific people do specific things. I've been as concrete and detailed as humanly possible. And I find that um, although maybe sometimes things take a little bit longer or um, it may seem completely unrealistic or it may seem to break like the free will rule, but ultimately you can, <laughs> or you, you can, you absolutely can do whatever you can imagine there are yep. infinite possibilities that you're drawing from. And then when you select it, it manifests into reality. So yeah. Sure. And that's, what's so amazing about your content, Joseph, is that you really empower your audience that they can have whatever it is that they desire and not to feel guilty about that. Because I think before L Lauren and I found your content, we, we actually had a podcast episode. I'm pretty sure about why you shouldn't or manifest a specific person into your life. But upon, you know, um, <laughs> right? say, like that's manipulative. Yeah. When you under, when you take the role of, no, I'm the creator and I'm the only one who exists essentially sort of in this scenario, when you start to view it that way and I can create whatever I want on whatever timeline that I want. Uh, it's, it's a whole different level of empowerment or an understanding of the law of attraction. Yeah. And, and well, sorry, sorry. I was just no, no, say, no. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, we did do an episode where we said, you know, shouldn't, you shouldn't focus on a specific person. And then 
a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode that was the exact opposite, which was Zoe's <laughs> story of choosing a specific person and then successfully manifesting them. So that's the, the impact that your content has had on us where we're like, actually, I'm the creator. I can have literally anything that I want. Yeah. It's, it's not manipulative. Um, sorry, what were you going to say, though, Joseph? No, it's 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 just exactly that. I mean, um, when we start to like limit, I mean, a lot for years, I kind of went through a lot of different content, which is like, I had certain experiences and then I was reading a lot of stuff, but that stuff wasn't really aligning with my experiences. And so like, I kind of hold the experience way above what the teachings say, um, for one, because there's so many different teachings. And then ultimately, because I know what I experienced and I know what I experienced to be true, but what I found ultimately is that when I believe or assume that I don't have limits, that I can get whatever I want, ultimately I get more things. But if I start to believe that people can interfere, if I start to believe that certain things are unattainable, I actually, because of the law of the way manifesting works, I push that out into my reality and then I will create limits. So those who say like, no, there are limits, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, that's totally true for them because they created that in their experience, you know? So it's like, it's super important to approach it with like, all things are possible. No one can get in my way. And that's where all the power comes from. And it really just comes down to what you believe, you know, if you believe, well, there are things that I can't have that are out of, like, I can't mess with anyone else's free will. Well, then yeah, you can't, you can't, right? What you're saying. Well, exactly. And then if you really think about it, anything that you have ever manifested always involves another person taking action to give you Mm. what you want. So it's almost like saying, uh, I'm just turning a blind eye. This thing's magically appearing. It has nothing to do with any that free cup of coffee from Starbucks. That person had for some reason at that exact moment, the idea to give you that. Mm -hmm. That's such a good way of, of talking about it because any manifestation (laughs) impacts free will. Oh yeah. Of other people, countless other people. Right. It it could be thousands. Yep. Right. And so do you sort of take the, I mean, we've talked a bit about like sort of the collective consciousness about how, you know, Zoe deciding on manifesting a specific person, it's like she's a part of a bigger collective and her, her desire impacts the desires of others to bring her that manifestation. Oh, for sure. So the the way that I kind of explain it that I found to be true is that we're all connected by the subconscious mind mm. in, in, in a way, right? So it's like, yeah. there's just one big, great field and it's called awareness, right? This is the, what I teach on my channel. This is what I believe. And that awareness also in other ways, right? But that's everything. There's no, that's all that there is. And each of our subconscious minds are wired into that field. And so therefore all of us are connected together. And when we, when I imagine something, that field begins to give other people impulses or desires, and they think that they're their own. And then they ultimately will begin to take action and then they will give you the thing that you want. So that's kind of the way that I, yeah. It's such a powerful way of looking at things because even just as you gave the example of the coffee at Starbucks, you can just, and this is something that I've really taken on from you, Joseph, is the writing out the I have received list. So just simply Mm. writing out like I have received a free cup of coffee, I'm I'm sending out some type of like vibrational nudge into the universe that this is what I want and the universe will line it up in the path of least resistance. 
as long as I'm detached from that or like let it go, trusting that it will come. But somebody's receiving a nudge out there. Like I'm going to give this girl a free cup of coffee when she walks into Starbucks. (laughs) Exactly. And, and it could even go like her coworker says to her, Hey, you should give someone a free cup of coffee. And then at that same moment, me, the one who has written down that thing, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I want to go to Starbucks today instead of my (laughs) regular spot, you know? And then boom, one thing leads to another. And, but yeah, it's as simple as that. It is as simple as that writing down in the tense as if you've already received it and then watch, watch it'll happen. So, um, I'd love to know, like, maybe we can just backtrack a little bit because you've been sort of testing this stuff out and really like into the world of manifestation for quite a long time now. What is sort of, could you tell us a little bit about your personal story that had you just open yourself up to all this and ultimately start teaching it? For sure. For sure. So, um, so I, when I grew up, I grew up in New Jersey in a small town called South river. And I went to a Catholic school for like seven years. And the reason I mentioned that is because I learned absolutely nothing there. And not, that has nothing to do with my current understanding of God and the way that manifestation works. But one thing led to another, I complete, I, I mean, I had no, I guess the way to put it is I didn't believe or not believe. I didn't care about anything that had to do with manifesting spirituality, God. I just thought that if there was something like that in existence and it had nothing to do with me. But um, ultimately later on, I went through some, some troublesome times and I decided, well, a friend reached out to me and basically invited me to go to this like Bible study that he, um, that he goes to or that had, had been going to for years and um, it was weird. Um, you would, it would be called a cult, actually. Um, but so for two years, I kind of went there and studied everything super in depth, learned all the Hebrew, learned all the Greek, memorized tons of verses, all that stuff. But the spin, they had an interesting spin on it, which is that you have this, this God, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the manifestations of the spirit which is where the word manifestation comes from. And it talks about the power that we have, like to create miracles and to heal people and all this kind of stuff. And they told me that, that I, I had the power to do that. It wasn't just someone that lived 2000 years ago or someone in a book or something. It was literally happening now. And so I started to experience um, certain things and, um, it, it kind of, it blew my mind because I realized, like I started to experience what the Bible would call miracles or prayers answered things to that effect. Um, and, but, and my story is a little bit, um, mystical, which is what drew me to like this unending desire to figure it out because I had a, an extreme mystical experience, um, in the middle of the night that when I brought it up to that member of that, uh, to the members of that Bible study, they basically thought I was crazy um, and so ultimately after that, I kind of abandoned it later on and, but I knew I had experienced this, this crazy thing and that I couldn't forget that. And so I tried to push it away. I tried to forget it, but ultimately I couldn't stop. So I started reading tons of books on, um, first, I think I, it was like the secret mm-hmm. or, and then it was like Joseph Murphy, the power of the subconscious mind and, all of these things had a, a great essence of truth, but um, but it wasn't fully articulating or explaining the experiences that I had. 
And the, the super interesting or important thing about my journey back when I was in that Bible study was that my friend Jimmy, the guy who had introduced me to it, he told me to write down everything that I had ever experienced that was kind of miraculous or supernatural. And ultimately, when a rainy day comes and I'm like doubting everything, I can reflect back and look and see that, okay, all this stuff happened. All this stuff is real. And from that point forward, everything that I uh, that I went to approach, tested, it was all in a form of experimentation and trying to figure out the essence or the truth or the common denominator between not only the teachers that I was listening to or reading, but my own personal experiences, which I hold above and beyond all of those. And ultimately, down way down the road, years down the road, I, um, I stumbled upon you know, Neville Goddard. And from there, it all came full circle. That extreme mystical experience that I encountered, he encountered it too, but like 30 or 40 years prior, maybe 50 years prior. And so from there, I kind of found my truth, was able to put everything full circle, all my testing, all my experimentation, was able to sharpen the things that I had learned. Um, and then I finally found that truth in the Bible um, that kind of finally made sense. And like I said, like kind of came full circle. So that's kind of like the long story short of the way that I came to be the person that I am now. But like, I'm a software engineer. I, I did not expect to be doing this. It was kind of just an obsession that was, mm -hmm. that's been lasting over 10 years. But um, I think that that um, pragmatic or that systematic mindset of software um, kind of helped me to, to advance in this and figure things out. So I think that's yeah. kind of the gist. Thanks for sharing that with us, Joseph. And I just want to acknowledge you for the resiliency that you've had along this journey, like, you know, trusting in your experiences, feeling into that truth of everything that you did experience, have experienced, and then even more truth and going to the teachers that you felt drawn to reading their content, reading their books, and really discovering this all for yourself, because you're such an eloquent teacher when it comes to manifestation and aligning this content with your interpretation of the Bible and like Neville, Neville Goddard's content, a lot of that content people seem to resist in that way because they think, Oh, it's too complex or it's over my head, but you, you create it to be in such a way that's digestible for people. And it's like clear because you've done the work you've, you've been on this path. You've been resilient. Well, I really appreciate that. And I thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. And then the Bible too, people resist because it's like, there's like the whole, I don't know. Anytime I bring the Bible or God up to people, it's like, oh, let's not talk about yeah. that. Well, you know? Maybe we could dive into that a little bit because I don't know about you, Zoe, but like I was not raised to be religious at all. I really actually know very little about the Bible. And it was actually something I kind of like sort of blocked out for most of my life because of sort of the connotations around God and um, religion and things like that. Um, and here in Canada, it's a lot less common that people are very religious, um, at least where I'm from. So once I started getting into the world of manifestation, I started seeing it in a much different light and started really understanding where people were coming from with talking about faith and so many of the, of you know, so much of what's in the Bible, I believe really speaks to manifestation, right? That's really, it really is like sort of a book of manifestation, but I know that you're kind oh, of the yeah. expert on this. 
Well, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, like when I kind of, so when I was in that Bible study or whatever, there was like an extreme literal interpretation of things and which that didn't really sit right with me, like stories that were, I don't know, just somewhat unbelievable. And it was, I don't know, but it it didn't sit right with me. But um, when I found, I mean, first Corinthians chapter 12, though, is kind of like self-evident and it talks about, like I said, the manifestations of the spirit and what the, the power that a Christian quote unquote has, but, um, but a Christian, ultimately what I've come to realize through later studies is kind of someone who has the power to manifest with them because Christ just means God in man's form. And, um, which is basically imagination keyed low. So we all have the imagination, the imagination is God. And so anytime in the Bible, it refers to the name Christ. It's talking about us. And so that was kind of when I heard that I was, I, at first I completely resisted it just because of what I had learned in the past, even though I didn't agree with it, it was just like, okay, this dude is crazy. Neville talking about this stuff. But once you put it to the test and you look deeply, like the things that it's really saying, like one of the most important verses is in Exodus three thirteen through 15. And it talks about like, it's basically um, Moses and God are chilling And Moses is like, what's your name, dude? And he says his name is I am. And he says that's his name forever and ever throughout all generations. And anyone can kind of look through that and just kind of just kind of gloss over it and be like, this doesn't okay that his name is I am. What does that mean? But um, but like the words, the the behind the letters. So the Hebrew when it says I am, it's actually spelling out the name God. So really what it's saying, if we summarize it all and you look deeply and you make the connections throughout the whole Bible, anytime the word God, anytime the word Lord, anytime the word father, anytime there's a lot of different Christ, even Jesus, whatever, it's actually referring to you. So I am, when you say the word I am, like I am Joseph Ally, that I am is the same I am that's in you. It's the same I am that's in everyone in the world. And that is God. And so as you look at it from that perspective, you're fit, you, you can then start to realize like, oh, this is talking about me. And what is God capable of doing? Oh, I guess I'm capable of doing that too. And so you can have the I guess the, um, you put away old understandings and put on that understanding and start to test to see, okay, if this is what it, who it says that I am and I can heal, I can, um, manifest, I can do all this stuff. Then, um, what we'll find eventually is that it's absolutely true. It's describing us, our inner self. It's the book of manifesting for each individual's journey. And so it's all an instruction book Wow. about that. Yes. And I think like what had, I think for me, why there was like resistance there is that I, what I knew of religion and of the Bible was like you said, that very sort of literal translation of here's what you should and should not do. And that always long before I was, you know, spiritual in any sense, just never resonated with me. I was like, I just don't believe that we came here to, you know, basically follow a bunch of rules. And if we didn't, then we were punished for it. But that's really exactly. not, not what it's about, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And there's like, I mean, you know, and there's so much supporting evidence that says like that's not what it about what right. it is about. Like it talks about that there's nothing unclean, that um, it's basically a sin 
is a sin only to the person who believes it's a sin. So it's just basically trying to tell you don't miss your own mark. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of evidence wow. that supports that that opposite point of view with that there isn't there, we can manifest anything that we want we can create anything that we want um all we have to do is believe imagine and then ultimately it will manifest um ultimately we can get whatever we want um but yeah i mean it, there's infinite i mean I, I think like i mean i've been going through it now for so many years and there's i mean i don't know i probably have written down like four or five hundred different verses as it relates to we are this power this is how to manifest this is how to do it um there's i mean it even talks about selecting dimensions like quantum physics like jesus is saying in my father's house there are many mansions if it weren't true i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you when i go to prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you unto myself that where i am there you may be also and it's talking specifically about in your imagination when you embody the end result you activate that dimension you activate that state and then ultimately you will you must end up exactly where you imagine that must be pushed out that must must wow. be manifested so yeah it's just it's just littered with it you know that's the common thread that's that's the thread between all of the different stories and it's just the personal journey and how to get whatever you want so that's the way i look at it and yeah. it's worked for me you know i what? love that it's so it's so empowering too just as mm. you know just as you were studying that about like we Laura and I, we love the quantum physics side of <laughs> yeah. things. So just, I mean, that speaks to me. Well, and I love more, more and more evidence that this is the way that it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, we, I think I came across your channel, Joseph, when the first time we were launching our course, which is called the Quantum Creators Course. And we, we really dive into why it is on a quantum physics level. And it's really like our understanding of it, which I think, you know, we're not physicists, but I feel that that's why it's a powerful course because we're able to break it down for people who are, you know, everyday people such as ourselves. Um, but we were really diving into why it is that imagining something specifically has it actually materialize. And that's when um, somehow you came up on, on YouTube because you talk a lot about, the imaginal act. And, and actually specifically, I think I was really getting into Neville Goddard at the time because he really talks about create a scenario in your mind where you are imagining, um, you know, what it is that you want and then allow for that to be shown to you. So I would love to know from you, like what sort of are your teachings for people? What is your method perhaps for people who haven't come across your channel before? Um, when you talk about imagine it and it must manifest for sure okay cool yeah um okay so there's like there's like the theory behind it that really coincides with quantum physics and it's kind of like you create the reality that you imagine yourself to be within so um when we embody or become aware, so specifically what I would say is when we become solely, completely aware of something, we are in essence, right? So say I imagine a scene where I am rich and I want to lose my awareness to the current state of reality, which is the external world, me sitting at my desk, all the problems that I'm you know, kind of having in my life right now, I want to lose my awareness to that. I want to completely abandon that from my awareness and get lost completely 
in this state or scene that I wish to experience. And if I can successfully become solely aware of that, then I will, I must, it must manifest in reality. And so it's, it's everything that we've experienced in our lifetime has been manifested by us, whether we drew it in, which is a manifestation of someone else, or whether we deliberately have created something. And we've done this inadvertently. We've done it accidentally. We've done it not knowing that we're doing it. And even if we don't want to do it, we're still doing it. So it's kind of a too bad, so sad scenario. Like we, <laughs> we are, we're doing this. And um, awareness for me and my teachings is the key. And as I said, like, so if I said to you, like, I am Joseph Ally, actually what I'm saying is I am aware of being Joseph Ally. Or if I said I am sick, I am saying I am aware of being sick, right? But we know now in Exodus 3, it says I am is God. And so really what we're saying here is that God is rich. God is sick. God is this. God is that. Or I, or awareness is rich. O awareness is married, whatever the case is. So the, tr the trick or the secret, the simplest, simplest, simplest secret is that when we become solely aware of something, it must be created in time space. But not only that, it comes to us in the exact form that we've imagined it. It comes to us in the exact way that we have perceived it. So say, for instance, we were not imagining and say, I'm just staring at my computer screen and somehow that has the effect to, to enter into my subconscious mind. That will also manifest in the, ex in the exact same form. This is how we have um, very similar days, day after day with slight variations because we're constantly either thinking or being aware of the same thing. But when we alter the contents of our mind and we we basically rid ourselves of this reality and we go and enter the one that we desire, we become solely aware of that. And we want to do it in first person point of view because remember, it's going to be created the exact same way that we've perceived it. And so and then it will also be returned back to the sender, us, the one who's imagined it. So first person point of view will basically guarantee that we're experiencing it identically to the way that we want to experience it. And so I think, and then the other, the other part is the end result. Why is that so important? Because when we create something, when we imagine something, it's going to be pushed out to the way that we've imagined it. And so if there, there is a bridge of incidents that kind of unfolds between the moment we imagine and the moment that it fully manifests. And if we imagine a scene in our mind's eye, the bridge of incidents is going to lead us exactly to that scene, but not necessarily after that scene. It's going to replicate it in its exact form, like a picture, like a photograph. So Going after the end, you want to have already received the money. You want to already been married. You want to already been famous. And then that bridge of incidents is going to unfold independent of yourself. You don't have to do anything at all. It's an automatic action that the universe, God, um, awareness itself in a perfect way moves every person, everything, every experience, the weather, whatever, ultimately like a play to give you and bring you exactly to that point that you've imagined. So if you imagine before the end, you may end up in a position where you have not fully achieved your desire, which I've seen in my own experience. And I've seen in hundreds of people who have written me emails. But when you go after that mark, you know that it must, you create a scene that would imply 
that you already are that person. And that scene has to be if and only if your desire has been fulfilled. So there's no ambiguity. It's going to lead you towards your end result. And then you can get whatever you want. It's just that's, yeah, that's the simplest, easiest way to put it. Become aware of a time and space when you have your desire. Repeat that over and over until it impresses your subconscious mind or it feels natural. And then sit back and watch as the universe completely conspires in a perfect manner to bring you towards your ultimate goal. And that's kind of the gist in a nutshell. I love it, though. I love you. You speak to the divine orchestration of the universe. And I think it, it, that's what's so empowering about your message, too, is really it's, it can be as simple as you imagining and then getting out of the way in the sense of don't meddle with it, don't meddle with the bridge of incidents and allow it to unfold. Be in a state of flow with your life um, and acceptance. And with that being said, Joseph, do you have an example of uh, a powerful bridge of incidents that you could share with the audience um, in, in a way in which you chose not to meddle? Because I think something that's very difficult for people is to get out of the how and allow it to unfold, even when it feels like maybe the manifestation is going backwards. For sure. So I guess first though, like the, what's important to understand is that if there's any work that we need to do, we will be automatically driven to mm -hmm. do that. We need mm -hmm. not worry yeah. about, am I doing the right thing? Do I need to take this action? They will appear in front of you. And if you are kind of going with the flow, you know, like, like kind of you just alluded to, then you'll realize that you may think in your mind, like, oh, this might be bringing me to my end. Let me go ahead and, and, and take the next indicated step. Um, but there's one interesting story that kind of, um, manifested recently for one of my clients. I was basically, I think it was two days ago, I was on the phone with her and a year ago, she had this very deep imaginal act about moving in with her specific person. It was like a daydream that she got extremely lost in. And I remember this too. I remember when this happened because that's when I did the coaching call with her, like right, I think it was the day after this all happened, her, her daydream. And, um, and so from that point forward, she kind of was unsure of where to go. She continued to imagine she was trying to not obsess over negative thoughts, things of, to that extent. Well, she called me um, two days ago and what she was like, I need to tell you something. There were, I just erased it off my whiteboard, which I'm disappointed now because I would have just gone in there real quick and read it to you. But um, there were 10 events minimally that built on one another that if one single of those things did not happen, then this ultimate end uh, would not have materialized. But um, I'll try to give you the gist. So her ultimately, like she had not been with this um, specific person in quite some time and it kind of was at a standstill, but very recently things started to pick up this guy. So she ended up having to move to a city that was closer to him. It just so happened that way. And then, so they're still friends. And then he called her and was like, Hey, I'm supposed to be moving. And so I put my week, my, my month notice in at my apartment, but the new place that I'm supposed to be moving to just called and said that I can't move in yet. So I'm not going to be able to, um, I, I have to leave my apartment. I put in my notice, but I don't have anywhere to go. So she had just moved into this place. As I said, all her stuff was in storage. And the only reason all her stuff was still in storage was because she caught 
COVID, which is insane. <laughs> she's, she's fine though. Like she's like, I talked to her, she's well, and the others around her that had it too are perfectly fine, which is good. But if she had not had that, all of the rooms, there's three rooms that are empty in her place, plus her garage, all of them would have been filled with the stuff in her storage unit. His condition was that he needed a place to put his stuff at first. And so she was like, okay, you can put this stuff in my garage. It's empty. And then um, she, he was supposed to stay with a friend, but there was nowhere to put his son. And so that, that was kind of a messy situation. And she didn't really want to impose or kind of stress him out and be like, well, if you need a place to stay, you can stay here. But she was ultimately after a couple conversations and he was really stressed out about the situation, she offered that he and his son could stay there. And so they, and she said, I have empty rooms too. You guys can stay in the empty rooms. So all of this kind of happens and ultimately he makes the decision not only to move his stuff in there, but also to move in. And again, like I'm trying to stress the thing where she has COVID, she could not fill her stuff in the house. Otherwise this whole thing would not have worked. Mm. And then ultimately her daydream was like her reading his son something at night, like a book or something like that. And something happened where he had to leave for something. And then she was left babysitting him. And then he asked her to read a book. And then, um, and so the whole thing kind of came full circle and they're starting to see each other too. So there's all this space and time between the time that she had this initial daydream that kind of sucked up her awareness into and all these different questions and all this diff these different things. But ultimately there's nothing that she had to do because everything happened on its own in a perfect way to get her to this point and to get him to this point and to get his son into this point and all the different people involved, the cancellation of moving, the getting of COVID, the not having the stuff in the house, all this crazy, crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff ultimately automatically happened independent of of uh, of her i mean i have so many different stories that i could tell you but um that one is recent and super epic and it's about a specific person which people have a lot of interest in so i figured i'd share that um, but yeah anything will automatically move despite if you're freaking out despite if you think you should be doing things it's like don't worry it's gonna happen it's always been happening it always will happen you're gonna it's all gonna be perfect so what you're kind of saying there is like you don't need to worry too much about getting in, in the way. I mean, we teach that you don't need to be constantly monitoring your thoughts and you don't need to be um, in this like state of perfect alignment. You just need to create that, what, what you call seeding. And then, yes. you know, more or less allow, but again, don't have to be perfect about it. Allow for those events to unfold and they will. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple. Yes, that's exactly right. Right. Um, and actually, I loved what you said about if there's an action that needs to be taken, you will feel drawn towards it because I'm a business coach and my whole brand is sort of the aligned entrepreneur. And what I stress to people over and over and over is stop trying to figure out how to create success in your business. If you're even asking me what you should be launching or what you should be working on, you're not doing the mindset work, right? Like the work, oh, oh yeah. the work is imagine what you want, feel into it, and then wait for the things that feel exciting to line up and then trust that. Right. And that's oh, yeah. how Zoe and I have both gotten to where we are as we prioritized, whether we knew we were doing it or not, we prioritized imagining what we wanted. And then we let the ideas come to us. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's how my business started too. It was like, I always wanted to have one. I always imagined having one since I was little. That's always been my goal. And then um, over the past few years, a bunch of things started happening. Like I started to get different inspiration. I started to obsessively learn things. I started a bunch of businesses that failed and I was like, what's going wrong? This is crazy. And then ultimately everything ended up being this channel and all those different things that I learned. It was like software, Mm. marketing, Mm -hmm. advertising, um, tons of different stuff come all together in a perfect way in order for me to successfully do what I'm doing now. And I didn't have to do anything, or at least I didn't have to I thought I was figuring out or I thought I had figured it out at the time each of those businesses were started. But even that, it was all perfect. The 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 obsessive learning, the experimentation mm-hmm. and the failure yeah. leading to the next one on and on. And now here I am. You know? Oh my gosh, I could speak wow. to that for so yeah. long about how <laughs> even when you were in the you know, figuring it out, or even when you were obsessed, or even when you were in the hustle, all of it needed to be exactly what it was for you to be where you are. So I love that because it really takes the pressure off people. Like you don't need to be perfect about this, right? It's really just about what it is that you're, where it is that you're wanting to go. Um, and, and that you're imagining that. And I do think that we speed things up by, um, you know, feeling into the emotions of it, Oh yeah. Um, and, and actually you've sp- spoken a little bit about, well, quite a bit actually about an interrupted seed. Maybe you could talk, cause that's sort of along the lines of like getting too involved with the how or starting to worry about it not happening. Could you- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and this kind of came about with my own personal experience. I found that when I was obsessively imagining or obsessively thinking or using excessive force in trying to push my manifestations to unfolding, I would find that either they would be extremely delayed, would never happen, or it would fail ultimately. Um, but what, like, one of the most extreme examples that I had encountered was with a specific person. A lot of times there's a lot of obsession that comes in. There's mm-hmm. feelings, emotions, there's love. There's all these things that are just like kind of spinning like wheels in the mud all the time in your mind. And um, I was trying to manifest this person. This was years ago, you know, for a long time, couldn't control my mind. Ultimately, I gave up in like a fit of like being upset. I was like, (laughs) screw this. It's not working. And then I switched my awareness to something completely different. I mean, I literally gave up at that time. And once I did that, it was like a slingshot (laughs) freaking throwing me this, this person begging me to come, you know, all this different (laughs) stuff. And it was a, it was a massive lesson and it goes contrary to a lot of mainstream teachings, which is that you have to be in a consistent or persistent state of being in the end, you know? Um, and that's just one example, but also obsessive negative thoughts are a way to kind of disaster or slow things down. And if that stuff comes up, ultimately what I teach is that we have to look at where those thoughts are coming from. There's obviously something underneath that we're trying to cover up by imagining this thing. We're, we're, we're afraid to look at said thing and we just want to focus on the end because we're so afraid of things going wrong. And ultimately those thoughts just keep winning over and over and it can destroy something. So when that happens, we have to kind of dig deep and look at like, what is this fear? What is continuously coming up? 
And once we can kind of pinpoint that by saying like, oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to fail or, oh, I'm afraid that I'm never going to have a successful relationship or, oh, last 20 relationships I had were catastrophic and my partner (laughs) cheated on me. Like whatever it is that's happening, we need to identify this and then work on the solution. When I say work on the solution, that means create a statement, which if it was true, would mean that we could no longer have those obsessive thoughts. So a quick example is like, okay, say I'm like petrified of um, failing then, and I'm just ignoring that and just trying to imagine the end. I would create a new statement, which would counteract that belief. So something to the effect of, I always succeed, or I am confident in all of my endeavors, right? And I would probably create like five, 10, 15, 20 of these statements. And in the same way that when we write a list as if we've already received it, we write a list of beliefs as if we already have them. And what will happen at that point, it's not our job to believe this because like if you've had 50 experiences that prove you're a failure, it's highly doubtable that you'll be able to just convince yourself with your words that you are not a failure, you know? But you imagine having a conversation with someone and them telling you like, you're, you're a complete success. You've always been a success. You win at everything. And then in that same imaginal act, I would respond and say, I know I am very successful. I know I believe I'm successful. I have proof that I'm successful. I win at everything. What will happen there is you plant that seed, as I say, and then the universe will conspire to make you believe it. So you'll start to ultimately win at things, you'll start to become successful. Inadvertently, people will begin to give you um, compliments that raise your self-esteem to believe that you can do it. And ultimately, all you had to do is imagine that you believed it, and then you will automatically go through that bridge of incidents and then believe it. And once that happens, you will no longer have that negative obsessive thought. And when you begin to imagine again, you're not going to have to constantly monitor and obsess. Like, oh my God, I just thought that. Let me switch my thought. And oh no, it's going to fail because I thought a negative thing. Like that is the most horrific thing that I have ever gone through is having those thoughts and thinking that I had to obsessively combat them every single time with the opposite thought, you know, but there's a solution. Just, just imagine the opposite, you know, imagine you are something, someone else. Yeah. That's so empowering because, um, like recently Laura and I launched that our quantum creators course again, and we really speak to the fact that you don't have to be like perfect in alignment, but you're a human being. You're born onto this planet with an array of different emotions. And so much of the teachings out there preach like, oh, you can't be sad or you can't think any bad things. Like everything needs to be perfected and it, and it doesn't. And just what you're speaking to is so empowering because you can simply imagine yourself as that success or what that might be, that conversation with someone and feel into it. And it, opens up that realm of possibilities for you the possibility that you are successful and that it is recognized and that it that is validated oh yeah yeah and it's freeing you're right super freeing like oh no i don't have to be this perfect person who never feels bad Mm -hmm. like that is i can be whoever the hell i want to be you know and and that is true and that usually is shocking to people who hear it but then once you test it it's like oh all along, I thought I had to pretend that I was happy. All along, I, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you don't have to do that. But, it, but it's so liberating too, though, because I think most of, well, where most people start when it comes to manifestation and the law of attraction is like, oh, just just believe it, just feel into it, just speak your affirmations over and over again. And 
everything will happen, but there is that, that deeper work that is the feeling into it. That is imagining yourself as that. And that's the deep stuff that really allows the bridge of incidents to begin unfolding. It sets it in motion like dominoes. (laughs) I love exactly. I love um, what you're saying there about like essentially manifesting because you manifest anything, right? You can manifest um, a million dollars and you can also manifest who you need to be in order to create a million dollars. Right. So um, I loved what you were saying there about that. I've been listening to a uh, coach a lot lately who in her live streams gets all these questions from people saying, well, how do I, you know, I'm not confident enough to build this business. And she says, I only have one answer to every how question and it's feel it, feel into, well, how would I feel if I was really confident, (laughs) right? And so that's exactly what you're saying is if you, if what's stopping you from believing that you can have, you know, the, the relationship of your dreams is that you've had all these failed relationships. Well, let's first then seed something and imagine something that would represent that who you are now is someone who's really great at relationships, Right. So that's exactly. not in the way. Exactly. Yes. I love exactly. that. Exactly. So it's like yep. the same. Simple as that. Yeah. It's the same process no matter what. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it could be, it could be thought like you can, anything that exists on this, on this realm, on this time space can be manifested. So like the way that I kind of perceive it is there's the field of awareness or the field of the universe that all things not only exist within but are made up of. And so that means that anything that we can ever be aware of can be manifested. So anything that we can be aware of is objective reality, experiences, feelings, thoughts, beliefs, assumptions, other people, whatever the case is. So if you want to have a different mindset, go ahead and manifest that. If you want to have different belief systems, feelings, different people, Whatever it is, you have that power. It's it's made up of that universe. We are connected to that universe. We are that universe, and we have the power to create that universe. So whatever you want, you can do it. You know. I was so. I love it. I, me too. I was saying because it just makes it so simple. You know, it yeah. is so simple. And I was saying to a client last week who really her big thing is that she struggles with the technology side of building her online business. And it, it's you know we all three of us know that there's a lot to figure out um, when yes. you're starting a business. And I said, you know, the issue here is not that you're not good at technology. It's that you keep saying that you're bad at technology. Like that's what we need because inside of that, like you, you're never going to be good at technology. <laughs> right? yeah, literally. Like, how frustrating is that? You're sitting there fighting with lead pages for the last two hours or MailChimp or whatever the heck it was. Why don't you change that story? Start imagining that, you know, you've just nailed it and you've got this beautiful lead page and it successfully connected to your email campaign. Like, why don't we create that and then watch how quickly this starts to be easy for you. And that's exactly what she did. And, (laughs) but we have to be like, it's really like next level awareness, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, because, and I've seen that what you just said, I've seen so many times and it's like, I'm like, whenever someone says like, I think, I am I think I manifested this, but, but I don't know. It could have been a coincidence. Like <laughs> some people have beliefs that they're not even aware of. Like they believe that everything is a coincidence. So they could manifest a, 10 things, a thousand things, but they always have that deep seated 
doubt in their mind, which robs them of the possibility of advancing. And it could be in business. If you believe that you're bad at something, just like you said, it doesn't matter what you do, how much you study, how much effort you put in, how many videos you watch. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. At the end, you're going to be like, oh, I'm bad at this. Yeah, so. exactly. And there's a much easier way because that's still needing things. And this was just a really good example. And it's also a good example of how this can just sneak in there and we don't even know because what I did immediately was try to help her, you know, get better at the technology. And then I realized, uh, Hey, we need, we're trying to change the outside circumstances so that you get to feel better. And that's always backwards. Yeah. And it's always a band aid when you try to do it yes. that way, because the lesson or whatever she's being called to look at will manifest again. Cause it's in the subconscious. Right. As Joseph said, whether you're aware of it or not, it's going to, it's going to push itself out and be a, a something in your reality that you're going to have to look at again. Right. Over and over and over (laughs) again. And then the other thing too is like what you just said is force. Like force is trying to manipulate the external reality without first making your consciousness contain it. And what happens every single time is that if I like pick something up and move it, but I haven't imagined it, then ultimately that object is going to end up exactly (laughs) where it first was. And so we could have that belief and push a th- like all of our effort, but it will push back and then basically wind up exactly in the original um, circumstance until we first either – we need to at least foresee it the way that we want it. And then after that, it's fair game. And then it will ultimately come to us for us to change and modify exactly the way that we've imagined it. You know, I think that could be – um, applied to, let's say money. Like I have been very good. And Zoe and I have talked about this in the past. We are both good at like efforting our way into more money, but that money never sticks around for very long. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Because we've, we've like willed it in and it has come, but we didn't really do anything on the inside to actually keep it around. Right. It's, or we didn't, we didn't actually become on the inside, the person who keeps the money. We just became the person who can like force it into our reality for a short period of time. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it it goes to, you know, it speaks to, and you touched on this uh, previously, Joseph, but you have to shift your identity from being someone who not can just, you know, consciously create money, but who, that just naturally flows to. So going, I, maybe that's visualizing um, and working on those belief systems, but then also seeding that you are having all this money in, a, in an overflow and it just becomes who you are versus like, l- let me just seed $10,000 and that'll, that'll arrive and then uh, I'll do it again and then I'll do it again versus being the person who money and larger and more increasing sums flows to more naturally on a regular basis effortlessly oh, yeah well oh yeah well look at someone who's who's uh impoverished or poor that comes in or that wins a lottery it's gone yeah. so yes. fast mm-hmm. that's just an extreme example but that isn't nevertheless an example that speaks volumes if you if your mindset is of someone who can't hold on to money if you think that you don't deserve money if you always lose money then it doesn't matter if you get a dollar or a million it's gonna it's gonna vanish before your eyes you know well and on the identity thing you said something in one of your videos that it was like six months ago that i heard it but it always stuck out to me which was we need to convince the ego mind that our imagination is the power that creates. So in other words, we need to become the identity of the creator, 
right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And that a lot of times that happens through practice. Yes. You know, it's like once you see that the force of will is a is, it fails every, almost every time. It becomes, but also then your successes come from imagining you will slowly automatically, and maybe we have to become aware of that first, but then we will slowly automatically realize that like I have my, it's in the script, it's in scripture. It's like, I have myself can do nothing, but the father inside me, he does the works. And it's like, I can't push anything. It doesn't work. I have to identify with the imagination and know that that is the real, that is the truth. This external world is nothing but a I, I don't know. I, the way that I put it is like the world of it's the limit of contraction. It's it is the world of limitation, the true world, the world of power, the world of infinity, the world of eternity, the world of anything is possible is in within us. That's within our mind. And so identify with that, begin to live within there and then watch as the world automatically follows suit. And then we yes. train ourselves. I can't do anything. Oh, you know? I love it. Just, just like hearing you speak about this, I'm just like, oh, I want to go meditate. <laughs> yeah, it's all possible. It truly is. Well, and I think um, that what you were just speaking about in terms of like identity of the creator, Zoe, when it came to, you know, you setting an intention for something very specific in your life. Earlier, we were talking about letting go of the how. And, yeah. and we did a, a couple episodes ago was an episode on, Zoe setting a very specific intention and then allowing for it to unfold. And the reason that you didn't get involved in the how was because you had had an identity shift of I create with my imagination and this is coming because I said that it is. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, would you say Joseph that, that you like have had that identity shift or you help people have that identity shift through this practice of basically proving it to yourself? Yes, I would say that um, there's a couple different things that are necessary in order for us to make that switch mm-hmm. in identity, as you say. And it's like, first of all, testing that everything that we experience in the external world first originated in our imagination is a crucial thing to prove to ourselves. And there is a million and one reasons why, according to this world, that that is not true. But ultimately, once we just I mean, all we have to do is kind of like I always say, if you want to master manifestation, reflect back on all the experiences that you've had, and then you can always identify a time when you created it. And so we have to first become aware that that is the truth, that we have created everything. And then we have to become aware of what happens when we try to force things. When we try to force things, we are met with force. We're met with failure always, time and time and time again. And then ultimately by consistently practicing and creating new experiences and watching how our imagination is all that is necessary for us to achieve. And we will automatically through autopilot achieve those goals so that they'll be brought to us. We begin to experiment and keep track of all of those things. And it's kind of like those little processes that we keep repeating over and over and then ultimately you will wind up realizing like, yes, I am the only power within me is actually my imagination. I may be strong. I may be healthy. I may be super smart, but the most powerful thing within me is the imagination and all of those other things that exist within the carnal world. Like I said, your health, wealth, love, happiness, like that's a great thing. It'll make for a happy life. 
But those things alone will not allow us to achieve our ultimate end. We must identify with that imagination. We must find that that is the operant power in this world. And from that point, we can move forward and really start to see things happen. And we can see that the things that we've achieved, like when you, when you had, say someone who started a business, like I talked to my, my father, he has, he's always um, been a business person. He's always had his own businesses, but he never, he never knew about any of this stuff that I'm talking about. But when I ask him questions about what his mindset was and what the type of things that he used to do and what his dreams were when he was younger, ultimately you'll find that anyone that has ever achieved any level of success has had um, ultimately imagined it first or believed that they can do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think about this all the time because there's, you know, many, many people in the world who have achieved incredible things who don't know about manifestation. And then there's a lot of people who also don't know about manifestation who have, you know, failed. Um, Most businesses do fail. And it's the, the sole determiner is where their thoughts were period. And, and some people just do that without realizing it. Um, yeah. And it, it's really interesting for me, actually, like hearing you talk because I, I know these things to be true, but there's such a world of um, sort of logic and like marketing knowledge out there. And you need to do it this way in order to create this result. And it's all just such BS because <laughs> if your thoughts are in the right place, whatever marketing you need, whatever actions you need to take, it's all going to all every single piece of it is going to come to you. That's so genius because yeah. how many courses and <sighs> ideas books have you seen or read that's like the three-part system to absolute success all that's happening is some individual has studied the process right they've studied but the process can fluctuate the process doesn't matter what's the ultimate source of success is that imaginal act and these processes are are basically incidental and obviously there's patterns, but if you even fought like me, when I had a negative mindset, I followed so many systems and utterly failed <laughs> it's because my mind was, oh, I have to do this. And the uh, like everyone, oh, you have like a 95% chance of failing on your business within the first five years. It's like you buy into that stuff and you'll, you will do it. And people ask, like you'll fail. And then people ask me or they look at me like people that I run into, people, my friends that live around here that um, have known me from before and that see me now. And they're like, or I go to, I used to go to a lot of entrepreneur startup, uh, startup meetings and stuff like that. And everyone's like, how did you do it? Like they look at me like, I'm, I'm like this genius and they want to study everything that I did. And I'm like, oh, it's about imagining. But they're like, oh yeah, but like, tell me, like, did you use lead pages or like, did you email him? Like, no, you don't get it, dude. Like that stuff came, that stuff came. It's about imagining the end. Yes. You know? Oh my yeah. gosh. And one thing I've really taken on, I would say in the past year, is just this, this new belief system that I have that the universe is my marketing manager. Whereas uh, I have visualized my business and where it's going and where I'm going as a person. And I just allow the universe to, you know, uh, put my YouTube video on somebody's explore page or do this and just trust that when the action comes, like when that nudge comes to me, I know what that is and getting in tune with those nudges from the universe. Like it is the divine orchestration. And if people only knew that, if they only knew like, just visualize what you want, imagine it, feel into it like we're speaking about, and then just wait for those little actions to come. You are the ultimate marketer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take your inspired so action. True. 
So, I mean, and to that point, it's just interesting that you say that because, um, like during the, my YouTube career, I never really did any collaborations. I, I think I've done two and I don't know why I was, I just didn't feel like doing it, but recently I'm kind of restructuring what I'm planning on doing and how the channel is going to go. But, um, I just like thought, like, I just had a quick shift in mindset like i'm going to do collaborations now i'm going to do interviews within 24 hours <laughs> i don't know what happened but i i got in contact with you and then someone else on youtube also contacted me who had a you know who was a perfect fit and it just happened automatically and it's just like the universe is constantly waiting for our command. Mm -hmm. Our experience is at our command. And I mean, I have had contact with people who are um, New York Times bestselling authors who want to uh, get in contact with me. And it's nothing that's like luck. It's nothing that's like, oh, I've like arrived. It's like my mindset wanted this thing and I've wrote down or imagined different types of belief systems and then boom, the universe accepts it, hands it off to the infinity or the, the I guess, 7 billion people. And then all of a sudden, exactly what I want is happening independent of my effort. All I had to do was imagine. Yeah. I think um, the people that sell these effort, you know, based marketing strategies, my theory on it is, I mean, either they really believe that their strategy is the thing that like, because they believe that it worked for them and therefore they sell it. Right. Um, yes. But I also think that a lot of people who have been very successful are very aware, especially in the online marketing world are very aware that their thoughts create their reality, but they're selling a strategy because it's an easy sell. And it's people who are not doing the mindset work that need to take more action um, or that, that think, you know, action leads to results, right? So they're just so it's easy to sell, hey, three steps to guaranteed success. It's not that easy to sell to very logically thinking brains, you know, your imagination creates reality. Does that make sense? <laughs> But that's oh, the work that everyone needs. I know, to do. I know. It well, that's the what, most important work, that's and that's what why, bugs me. Is yeah. I tell people like, like stop. Re it's not. It's good to be empowered with the with the right actions or just actions that feel good. I always say to my clients, like the action that is good, that is the right one for you or the strategy that's the right one for you is the one that you feel drawn towards, period. That's it. That's the entire thing. Um, yep. So it just kind of really bugs me how many people are out there selling these strategies that are such BS. It's that's not the thing that doesn't lead you anywhere. I know. And like also another thing, like I've thought about this as well. And it's like, is it just that that individual who is selling this is so extreme? Like, cause okay. You'll always find that there's a few success stories in each of these mm -hmm. types of um, things. Right. And it's like, okay, the people who are successful, who are starting from nothing, is it just that they really believed that this was the one, you know, it's like, Oh, this is the one, this is the three-step process this guy has made $17 million in seven days off of this. And so I'm going to buy this and I'm going to get the same results. And it's like that belief, I guess, like for the very rare individual who just blindly believes that this is the truth. It's like, I guess they'll get the results, yeah. but it's not that that's doing it. It's their belief that's doing it. You yes, know? exactly. Um, or I mean that a hundred percent, they believe that those actions are going to lead to them to where they're going. And so they do, but also 
there is something to be said there about the bridge of incidents. Like perhaps the universe as the great orchestrator said, okay, this person's course with this strategy is going to be what leads you to what it is that you're imagining. True. True. <laughs> yeah. or is I it guess you can going on and on with all these different yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and maybe we can talk on that note about this like divine orchestration that happens. Um, you had one video, Joseph, where you talked about basically like it's not it's not a science because the the collective consciousness or the divine consciousness or whatever it is that you want to call it the universe doesn't like chooses uh this bridge of incidents this um unfolding of events that isn't something we can measure right oh yeah well okay so i yes and that has been my experience i've tried man i have tried (laughs) to be able to kind of figure out how something is going to unfold. But, um, you know, I guess like what it says in scripture, which is like God's ways are greater than our ways. It's just basically, or, and then another verse is like my ways are past finding out. And it's like, I mean, what I found is that, okay. So when I ever need an answer to a question, say, I don't know something, something I just don't know, haven't found the answer, whatever the case is, what I do is I imagine that I have the knowledge and either someone is going to, I'll run into someone tomorrow who accidentally answers my question without knowing it, or it'll pop directly into my mind somehow. Like um, this one time I was taking a calculus exam and um, it was the final. I was on the last question. I knew I got every single one right, but this one question, I just could not figure it out. I didn't know it. It was like the integral of the invert tangent, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, um, I stared at it. I tried so hard to like, think like, I just didn't know it. And as soon as I flipped to the next page, all of a sudden, boom, this image of it flew into my mind as if it was not even as if it was a completely solved, finished answer of the calculus problem wow. flew into my imagination in its exact form. All I had to do was flip back over the page and draw it as I had imagined it. And boom, I got a hundred plus extra credit on the exam. And so there's an intelligence that exists there that mm-hmm. is not inside of us. And that intelligence is what orchestrates everything perfectly. I mean, think about like if you there a little thought experiment would a thought experiment would be think of like think of like 10 manifestations that have unfolded in your life and then try to trace and think about every single event that had to happen, all the people involved, all the thoughts that they had to have. It is I mean, the the complexity of that would be billions of different thoughts in unison that worked exactly perfectly with each individual involved to get them to in, um, in unison, ultimately to give you your end. And so it's like, that is the intelligence we're talking about. It would take me a million years to calculate that thing. And so but what I have found is that it's kind of like how you said way earlier in this conversation about the path of least resistance, anything So, and I also made this statement that anything that exists within time space that we can become aware of what the way that I look at it is it can be hijacked or it can be activated by God to take certain actions 
and so basically can be intercepted and will be made a part of your bridge of incidents that will ultimately lead you towards your end. So it may be one event, maybe 10 events that have to happen. It may be a hundred people having individual thoughts, interacting with another person who interacts with another person on and on and on. We cannot know what is going to happen, but there is a way to kind of get a gist we and the concept goes like this we cannot experience something that is not within our mind we cannot experience something that is not within our subconscious if we are not aware of something internally then we cannot experience it and it comes back to the idea that everything is manifested by us so ultimately by whatever is in the contents of your mind, you can generally assume that at least what you are going to be experiencing already exists within your subconscious. So if you look at your beliefs, your ideas, your expectations, how you think the world works, how you think other people are going to treat you, then you can kind of get a slight gist of maybe some things that can happen, but it still goes way outside the span of our consciousness. It's going to go something ultimately way beyond in a masterfully orchestrated um, in unison that is just beyond my, my, my capacity of a human being. Right. Um, but ultimately we can bank that it will happen. You know, it's going to happen. I just don't know how. Well, I think when you start thinking about that, it becomes – easier to just like chill out and let like let go of the how because there is so much going on I mean even just the story you talked about with your client and the whole COVID thing like (laughs) think about the the just pieces of the puzzle involved with her manifestation and there's also like thousands and thousands that she wouldn't even be aware of that had happened right like Zoe and I setting an intention for a course that we're launching and, you know, getting our people into it, the number of interactions and thoughts and impulses that had to happen with every single person that signed up is yeah. un- incomprehensible. And that's where, like, we have to let go of the how and the when, right? I want someone to sign up right now. Well, that person might need, you know, to have a conversation with somebody first and then decide that you're the coach for them or decide to take this action or decide that they want to be in a relationship you with you, whatever. Right. So true. And, but I think it takes extreme, I mean, at least on my behalf, it was something that was very difficult to let go. Oh yes, definitely. Many trains of thoughts as well that are conflicting. And so what I have found more times than I can possibly fathom or count is that, I tell you that we are not in control of how it's going to happen, but there's someone else that's telling you, you can. And so me as the manifester, I want that control. So I'm going to exhaust all possibilities of trying to control this thing until I realize that I can't. And that's one of the, in my opinion, the things that are most um, painfully almost dangerous about people teaching things that they don't know what they're talking about because it is so it becomes so painful to like watch individuals go through and listen to all these different people who just i mean they mean the best obviously they're not trying to harm or hurt anyone but it's like it's only once we've exhausted those infinite not infinite hundreds maybe 10 or 100 different trains of thoughts that we find like okay 
I'm not just um, sending this person a thought. I am passing this to like this collective consciousness, which is then filtering it through in a perfect fashion and then handing it off to this person to take that action. I am not controlling exactly how they're going to act. I just have to imagine the end and let go. But you're right. It's so much more peaceful and easy and simple and we can rest and know that this infinite intelligence is orchestrating it. And I don't have to worry at all. I could just imagine and then chill and <laughs> yeah. drink my coffee and know that it's going to happen. You know, I, I love that because it's the, it's the ego that wants the yeah. symbols, wants the construct, wants to know all the how. And once you realize that how exhausting that truly is and how the ego running its circles and playing its games in your mind is just pushing away your manifestation or just, you know, not allowing the bridge of incidents to unfold because there's so much resistance there. But when you realize how exhausting that part of your mind is, like, I can't, I can't bring myself to entertain the how in a lot of different areas of my life where I used to always think about the how I can't bring myself there anymore because I got so exhausted by my own mind trying to figure things out that I'm like, you know, the universe has my back <laughs> and the universe is the divine orchestration and my human brain could never comprehend like just as you said, Joseph, there's billion, billions and billions of pieces that had to go into that. When I think, oh my gosh, the billions and billions of pieces, I'm like, oh my gosh, math class, like I need to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And like, even like um, talking about math, like I took, so in, in college, I was computer science, math and physics. And um, so one of my favorite classes became um, discrete math, which talks about probability of things unfolding. So in the beginning, if I was uneducated about discrete math and probability, then I could, I, I actually could come up with the conclusion that this is all coincidental, you know, but ultimately once I started combining, like, okay, so we take that woman, my client who had at least 10 events that built on top of each other, where if any of those didn't happen, the whole thing's, the whole thing collapsed. That probability of all of those events being orchestrated to perfection would be like one in <laughs> infinity, you know? And so it's um, – I feel like in that case, I was fortunate to have taken courses like that because it becomes much easier to give up and be like, I can't figure this out. And like, geez, this is way too much for my little human brain um, to know that, you know – yeah, I, I cannot plan a billion things at one time, you know? So that's another thing that, that just made me thought of bringing yeah. up that. Yeah. I've um, personally witnessed and, and had this experience myself where we almost have to get to this place where we're forced to surrender because we've been trying to figure out the how for such a long time. Like, I just see this with clients who, like, even though I tell them, wait for the impulse, they just can't can't that like it takes a little while to, to recognize what an impulse feels like right or what what that guidance feels like um that intuition that's leading us towards the action that is you know gonna result in what we want but I've had clients who they just continuously need to take action that is not it's not yeah. being guided and eventually they get to the point where they go okay well screw this it's not working so I'm just gonna <laughs> chill and at that point and this is what happened to me at that point they set they sit back, they do the mindset work. They literally say, show me where I need to go. And then things start happening. <laughs> so that's how it goes. And yeah. that's beautiful. And it takes what it takes. That's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Like, 
one of my mentors always told me like, um, like if something went wrong or if I needed to learn a lesson or I kept going through the same things over and over and over, he would just say to me, like, it takes what it takes. And it would make me so mad. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I'm not stupid. Like, I don't know how I was taking it, but ultimately like, it's the truth. It's like, we have to exhaust our willpower until the point where there's no more possibility. <laughs> and only then do we say, well, I guess let me just try it this way then. And then boom, there was the answer the whole time. Well, and that's what I tell my, like, I don't stop them from continue. Like they might, you know, take, they might launch something and it fails. Like no one signs up or whatever. And so I say, okay, now let's chill out a little bit. I want you to imagine, I want you to wait for the impulse. And then three days later I said, okay, I think that this is what I want to do. And I say, well, that's not what I'd recommend, but you know, <laughs> go for it. And then it, it fails. And that like, I just let them keep <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I obviously will yeah. coach them and guide them, but we do have to come to this place. It's like what you exactly what you said, where we are exhausted. We have no more willpower that we ultimately yeah. reach this place of allowing. <laughs> yeah, it comes to that point with like people have to be exhausted about their own stories mm -hmm. and have them, you know, they'll continue to manifest. History will repeat itself until they actually realize and become aware of the story first, and then they become exhausted by their own way of thinking or how these beliefs have just been running their life. And then the emotional charge happens that allows them to create the change within themselves. But oh, it's like yeah. that same, it's that same cycle. You have to be exhausted about your own stories, your own way of being before you can actually create the change. The awareness comes, then you feel that exhaustion. Like, Oh, I'm not doing this anymore. I have nothing left in me. And then you surrender to it and you allow the, the divine intervention to happen or those, you know, synchronistic events or the download. You do just, all. you just start listening. That's yeah. all. You, you, let, you have to. Yeah, you let go of the mental chatter that was keeping those, that, that guidance from being able to actually be heard. And there's one thing too, that that reminds me of, like I, in my channel, I'm sure you've seen, like I talk about testing it all yeah. the time. Right. So if I had just, accidentally figured out how to manifest mm. on the first try, then I would never know what like precisely what I did. Or on the other hand, I wouldn't know all the things that don't work. So one of the things I also find with my clients or people that watch on YouTube is that they are afraid to test because they are afraid to fail. But mm -hmm. failure, at least in the case of manifest, it's something that's like it's it's as mainstream as it is. It's not as accurate as it could be in a lot of in a lot of circumstances. And so the only way to ultimately master manifesting is to utterly, utterly fail as much times as humanly possible, but not just failure and randomly doing things like keeping track of like, oh, I did this and this failed, or I did this and this worked, which is why like, okay, so like the list method that I talk about, mm -hmm. I say, write down things as if you've already received them. And then as they come to pass, start to look at which things happened, which things didn't happen. And then think of what was my mindset? Could I let it go? Could I not let it go? Um, did I forget about it entirely? Was I preoccupied by this thought the whole time? By examining what works and what doesn't work, our for using force, using different forms of visualization, using our inner voice, like basically doing systematic testing 
that was for me, that's how I became the most confident in what I do. And now it does, I don't care who says what about certain things because I've got five journals filled with 20,000 mm. examples yeah. that prove that I know what I'm talking about. So it's only in the sense of I can have my comfort. I can have my peace. I don't have to waver now wondering like, did I do this right? Did I not do this right? Because I have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that this technique not only works, but it works every freaking time. And so that's why I think testing is so important. That failure, just like exhaustion, going at it until it's, it's, we cannot do it anymore, you know? Yeah. And the thing I really love about the, I have received list and everything that you're saying, just like writing down the evidence for it to be true is that that builds your confidence, yeah. not just in, in the, in the universe itself and it, building that trust, but it builds confidence when, within yourself that I can have whatever I want and I can create that. And I, you know, I'm deserving of all of this. It's happening for me. It's all happening for me, not to me. Oh yeah. I think I have a video called building faith or something like that. And I, I think it literally is what you just said. It's like, build your faith, build your confidence. It's going to be your most lethal weapon when it comes yeah. to Cause you can watch my videos. I think I have, I, I forget. I, I like did all the math on it. I think I've got like a hundred hours worth of videos or something like that. You can watch all that stuff over and over and over again. But if, but if we're not doing the work, if we're not putting in the effort, if we're not testing it, if we're not keeping track, if we're not observing our reality as these things come to pass, then well, I mean, then you can just watch another person's channel for a hundred hours and then get all their ideas and then keep going on and on. And ultimately having not tested anything, you can still kind of be moved or waver for anything or anyone. So, yeah. Joseph, what does your daily manifestation practice look like? So um, that's a good question. I think over time I change what I do and there's, um, specific reasons for that, whether I'm testing new things, like I'm always testing, even now testing, um, you know, the basics are kind of out of the way. So if I want to manifest something, I'm going to do a quick visualization. I'm going to write stuff down in the received point of view. Um, those are guaranteed done for me, or I use an inner conversation, but I also spend time, whether it's daily, whether it's just a couple times a week, kind of strengthening my my imaginal faculty, like my visualization. Um, so I'll do exercises, like I'll sit in a chair and then I'll imagine that I'm out front and then I'll imagine that I'm at my coffee shop and then I'll imagine that I'm having a conversation with a friend and I'll keep doing that over and over. Um, and ultimately it really loosens the imagination and kind of allows me to visualize anything that I want. But I think my like silver bullet is kind of, I have two kind of silver bullets, as I would say, like my writing things down, um, in the tenses of receiving them and then visualization with, um, you know, imagining the end and whether it takes me 10 minutes to get into a state where I can visualize properly a minute, a half hour mm. or whatever. Um, I just make sure I kind of keep my imagination in practice, keep it in motion so that whenever I want something, I can just, um, do that. But, I love but yeah, that. that's kind of the stuff I do. Yep. Um, one of the questions that we get all the time is what if I, cause we sort of encourage people, at least when they're starting this out to focus on one area of their life where they create an imaginal act and they're very intentional about visiting that, you know, ideally once, twice a day, um, 
you know, just for a while until it really starts to take on, it's easy for them to get there. Like what you said, but I know that you have, um, spoken about on your channel, how you might imagine, you know, any number of things in a day. What do you say to people when they say, well, what if I just have all these kind, all different things that I want to, um, create in my life or manifest in my life? Yeah. Um, and you know, that comes a lot with people beginning or starting, you know, um, but what I would say is that you're going, the key, the key is to impress your subconscious mind. So if you're scattered and imagining a bunch of different things without taking the time to impress your subconscious mind, then it's basically like, you're not going to get anywhere. So, um, I don't care if you have one desire, 10 desires, a hundred desires, but if you're rushing the process, if you are, um, what I find is that people don't prepare. They're not relaxing for a minute. They're not taking deep breaths. They're not relaxing their body. And they're just ultimately instantly jumping into their imaginal scene. And then as soon as they do it, they jump to the next one and then the next one and then the next one. I would not recommend this. What I would recommend is if you do want to do multiple things, is to make sure that you are taking enough time. Take, and for a beginner, it's not easy to get into a receptive state. It's not easy to have your mind relaxed and controlled. It may take you 30 minutes to, to imagine one short, concise scene enough time so that it becomes natural. So we need to make sure that we're taking enough time imagining, letting it come into our mind, having our mind stop wandering around, bringing it back to reality, playing the scene out, playing it again and again and again and again until it saturates our mind to the extent to which we feel extremely satisfied or excited or like we're spent. We don't want to do that anymore. And then from that point forward, go ahead and do whatever you want, but don't rush that process. If you rush that process, you're going to regret it. You're going to have scattered imaginal acts. You're going to have partial imaginal acts in your mind. It's not going to be as effective. Um, but you know, what I also think is that if we focus on one thing only, right? So this is something that I've kind of seen in some of my clients and some of, and and even in myself, I want one thing. It's hard to stop obsessing Mm. about finding it. So I imagine this singular thing and now I'm just searching the world consistently for, is it, is this a sign? Is this a sign? Is this synchronicity? Is this happening? When's it going to happen? And if my awareness is consistently, I need to be able to relinquish my awareness from that desire. I need to be able to switch my awareness to something else in order for it to kind of happen, which is, it's kind of, um, in other words, if we are obsessing over one imaginal act and we don't stop imagining it, then it's hard for it to happen. So I think sometimes it's good to have one or two different things so that say this thing is what I really want. I want this job. I need this job now because I'm, I'm poor and I'm going to lose my house. So I imagine that to the best of my ability, but then I'll probably take something that's not as important to me and imagine that so that I can now focus on something else. I can switch my attention because what I found is when my attention is switched to from manifestation a which is what i really want when i focus on on b a starts to happen mm. and next thing yeah. you know the world has changed when i was focused on b and now i have a a has manifested does that make sense yes yeah i think that that's uh like encouraging people to maybe have two because as long as they're in the like i mean i do really think that there's power in doing 
being very intentional about teaching yourself this, about getting better at imagining. But when we are so obsessed with one outcome, we're in this place or in that obsession, we're in this place of it, it's not happening yet. Yeah. Yep. Right. Not happening now or I. So I think people always have to be aware too of like basically the story that they're telling of, you know, whether or not, okay, well, it's not here now though. It's not here yet. I don't get this yet. This doesn't make sense yet. Or I'm not seeing signs for it yet. Rather than all you really have to do is let go of that. So what you're proposing is just distracting yourself basically. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Perfect. Right. So you don't even necessarily have to. And so like, I know you do this. I mean, we do this at this point by just, we imagine it and then we just go and we live our lives. But for people that are earlier, because we, we trust that what we've created is going to come. But for people that are perhaps, I know for me, I used to have such a like need behind what I was manifesting. Like, and anyone that told me just to let it go, I wanted to like punch them in the face because <laughs> I wanted it so badly. So now it's like, I can imagine what I want and then let go and just live my life. But I like what you're saying about, um, you know, through, through imagining something else, you let go like, that's, a, that's sort of like a mind game you can play on yourself. If you're having a hard time, not wanting the thing that you want. I don't think it's necessary for people not to want what they want. And that, right. that side of like law of attraction teachings really bothers me <laughs> when people are like, okay, well imagine this thing and feel like you already have it and be in alignment with it and believe that it's coming, but make sure that you don't actually want it. Cause then it can't come. Like and make sure you that you don't think about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Stop thinking about it. All the rules. <laughs> yeah, I love that too, though, because you can explore and consciously create the variety and the abundance that is your life. Like, I find uh, lately, I'm, I am visualizing career and what that's going to look like, then I can visualize money. And then I can visualize travel, I can visualize love, so I have these different areas that whatever I feel like I want to explore that day in my imagination, that's the place that I go visit, because I feel called to explore in that. And uh, you know, things manifest, the evidence manifests, but, and it just looks like, wow, this is a magical world because I can just visualize these different things in different areas and I, I can see them all unfolding. And I think it just helps me to enjoy my life more rather than just solely being focused on one thing. And, uh, and like, it does bring up that resistance and letting it go because it's only one thing that you're expecting and looking for in your life versus if you have these different areas where you've painted these beautiful pictures and you can then watch them all unfold. Well, for sure. And then like, I remember back when I was still working for other people, I was, you know, I was a software engineer and I've landed a couple jobs that were, that had poor management and I hated them. Like, I don't know. There's just something about me. I don't do well with, with bad management and not a lot of people can, yeah. but, um, but I remember at those points, I would do anything to get out of that situation to manifest my dreams ultimately. And even before that, when I didn't have any job, I was super stressed out about everything. I felt trapped. I was in fear. Life sucked. And so in that point of view, when I'm not really knowing how to manifest, when I haven't manifested my dreams, it becomes an obsession almost or that extreme burning desires overwhelming to the point to which I cannot let things go. But over the days, weeks, months, and years, when 
when my life starts to get fuller and grander and I'm successful and I have beautiful relationships. It does like manifestations are working. Ultimately Mm -hmm. it does become a lot simpler and easier to let go. And so for those who are just beginning, it's like, I get that. We get, you know, like you, it's all about the persistence and these tricks, which is like switching your awareness. It may sound like, well, how do you expect me to do that? And it'll happen and it'll get easier and easier. It's just stick with it because manifestation works. It always works. It's all about fine tuning it and just deliberately keeping with it and watching ultimately as our life gets greater, we have better experiences and it's more abundant, you know, and then it's, not as stressful to imagine. Yeah. You know? I love that message of sticking with it. The the mindset work, it's the most important work it needs to be done on a daily basis. Oh yeah. Yeah. And especially if you do want to become more relaxed and at ease about it and release that grasping energy that, you know, everyone kind of has at the beginning of their law of attraction um, manifesting journey is this grasping need and want and like, Oh, okay. Where is it? Where is all this stuff? And then as you build the trust over time, you can then just, you know, sit back, like you said, and sip your coffee and enjoy your life for what it is. Cause it's a, it's a gift. Oh yeah. Well, and I always say like the further you get into manifestation, exactly what Joseph is saying, the better your life gets. So mm-hmm. the reason that I don't have this, like me personally have this like grasping energy behind what I want anymore is because I really love my life that I've manifested. But two years ago I did not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's where um, you know, what you've spoken about Joseph in terms of like some of these tools, but also just that persistence of like, just keep going. You don't have to be perfect about it. It has to come into your yeah. reality and then it gets to get better and better and better. Right. But I remember very well how much being in that place of like knowing that you could manifest and doing everything that you could, but not seeing it coming or not seeing it happening, how frustrating that was. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. it all too well. And it's just yeah. about s- staying with it. Yeah, because each time you consciously create, whether you're aware of it or not, you release a level of resistance that you yeah. have, a, a level of disbelief in yourself and your abilities. So each time oh, yeah. that you know, like as Joseph has, explains these lists, like I love the exercise of the I have received list because I do it every single morning and I see how big things, little things, I'm consciously creating them every single day. And they go back, cross all these things off the list. And I'm like, yeah, I, I have no doubt in myself. I create everything. <laughs> um, well, this has been so amazing. So do you have any more questions for Joseph before we kind of wrap up? Um, well, I have one. Joseph, if you feel comfortable to share, what is something that you're creating right now? Hmm. Let's see. Um, let me pull out my little journal real quick. <laughs> I can see if I can find something. Um, <clears throat> so, so okay. So, I guess it's important to state that a lot of the things that I'm manifesting and that have been manifesting over the past year are a lot of changes in my personality or changes in um, how I deal with certain situations. Like right now I'm in a relationship with someone. And so when I'm not, when something's not active in my life, then it's hard for me to change and modify it because I'm not acutely aware of the experience of being in that experience, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So in, in other words, it's hard to 
fix something or deal with something unless it's present in my life because then I ultimately know what's going on, what needs to be changed, what needs to be modified. But so a lot of what I've been manifesting over the past year or so are all different ways that I perceive the world, things having to do with um, the attachment theory, things with happiness. Um, And so it's more or less changing beliefs, which ultimately will manifest in the world. But as, so that's most of what I do now. And like what that looks like is me writing down different. um, I received, I am whatever, because we can change. It doesn't just have to be, I receive a cup of coffee. It could be something to do with, I'm extremely self-confident or I have entirely overcome anxiety, things like that. And I've seen effects um, you watch how the effects begin to transpire in the world and you ultimately become that. But another thing if, as a more concrete example is I've been um, manifesting a kind of like a modification of my business and to kind of get back to the roots of where or, or why I'm ultimately doing what I'm doing, which is having a YouTube channel and helping people and coaching people. And so I've been creating a strategy to ultimately um, – push out this new material to um, change the structure of things. And so the way that I go about doing that is I'm not just from the thin air creating a strategy. I have manifested that I have a perfect strategy. And what happens is all of a sudden, all of this material begins to manifest on my computer. People start saying things that trigger ideas in my mind. And an, and an example is like, I want to do more collaborations. And exactly the day that I said that, it was within 24 hours, I was in contact with two individuals and um, about doing collaborations. So those basically a grander business model, changing uh, my character type, changing my beliefs, modifying how I interpret experiences. Um, I kind of go step by step. I don't have anything extremely grand that I've been imagining over the last, I would say, maybe a couple months. Um, There are things always set into motion because I've set so many things into motion as far as what my future will hold. But that's kind of what I look that that's kind of where I go. Um, something happens, I have a reaction to it. I say, I don't like that reaction. Let me go ahead and change that belief within my mind. I write down the new belief. I sometimes will imagine it, and then I let the universe do its thing to um, kind of manipulate experiences for me to ultimately become that person. And so I do that with health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I'm always constantly looking for things to do that with. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately. And it's extremely effective. I'm always seeing results. So it's like I always have my my book in hand, my journal in hand, always, no matter where I am, because all I need to do is sit down and list 10 items. And then I know like, boom, it's going to be done in however amount of time. I just have to be patient enough to get there, you know? I love that, Joseph. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's super inspiring. Super <laughs> inspiring. Just going to work on being that the best version of yourself, really, and, yeah. and live your most fulfilled, uh, happiest life. I feel like, um, like I'm just really thinking of a lot of things as you're saying that uh, about we, we I honestly, I never really thought that much about manifesting basically changes in your personality. And Zoe and I talk all the time about identity and how important identity is. But a lot of the um, outward circumstances that we wish to manifest, uh, that are, you know, money and a better body or, um, a nicer car there so that we can feel a certain way about ourselves. Whereas what you're saying there is like, well, if what 
if the reason you want those things is so that let's say you get to feel more confident, you could just set into motion feeling more confident <laughs> as it is. Oh yeah. It depends, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe people really want the car and that's totally fine. Or maybe yeah. you're wanting all these things because you want to feel a certain way about yourself. You could just imagine that and it would probably be, a, you know, quite a bit faster. And then the abundance <laughs> would be the byproduct. Exactly. I love for, that. For sure. Yeah. If you want to be more confident, you're, the universe is, gives you exactly for you what would be perfect. So if you like, yeah, if you just said like, oh, I want to be more confident. And then you wrote down, like, I have become the most confident version of myself. Then I wouldn't be surprised if a freaking Maserati somehow <laughs> appears in my awareness and I now have one, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, well, can we ask, actually, we'll obviously put all your links and everything in the show notes. Uh, if you guys don't listen to Joseph, then you need to start. And we actually know a lot of the people in our audiences have started listening to you. We even um, reference a couple of your videos in like as bonus materials in our course, Quantum Creators. <laughs> um, awesome. yeah. But we'd love to know where can people find you on the World Wide Web? For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, my YouTube channel is called Divine Imagination by Joseph Ally. Um, so you can find a lot of stuff on there. I've got a blog with a ton of experiences and tutorials at SovereignMind.com, but it's not spelled like normal. It's spelled S-O-V-R-I-N Mind.com. And then I've got... Um, if you want to know anything about just deliberate, systematic manifesting and stuff, I do like the the um, group coaching course, which is just vip.josephalley.com. And that's essentially um, everything. I think that's all my links. Yep. Amazing. Cool. Thank you so much, yeah. Joseph. You're so full of wisdom and inspiration. And we really appreciate you uh, spending time with us today and really sharing with our audience and with us. I mean, I'm super inspired. I'm going to go write some things <laughs> down right after this. So thank you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I hope we can have another episode of the Lozo and Joe show. Yeah. <laughs> that really works out so well. I'm down. Yeah. This was super fun. And, and um, I had, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I think um, I'll totally do this again. Thank cool. you so much. Cool. Awesome. Well, Thanks, thank you so Joseph. much, Joseph. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to the Low and Zo show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.